This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv an unmatched dual threat. Blue wire. Think about all it's fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Elliott dodged the eye of this national championship win. A deep throw by Lawrence. A lot of contact. Justin Ross broke free from it. He's down in the end zone. Touchdown! Welcome into episode 90. That is right. 9-0. Press pass. I know. 10 more until we reach 100, Joshua. Is that not crazy to think about? How are we going to celebrate 100 episodes? I don't know. Like a virtual like champagne or something? We could do that. I could, you know I could arrange for that. Like a toast yeah. to 100 episodes? Sure. Uh, welcome into Press Pass, brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Kayla Anderson. Of course, alongside my co-host, Joshua Perry. We are just trying to collect ourselves from what has been a couple days of craziness along uh, the fronts of college football. And we told you guys, we knew that this was coming. We knew that there was going to be this day where it was just going to be bonkers wall-to-wall coverage in terms of information. And here we go, Joshua. Um, The Big Ten and the Pac-12 have announced they have canceled their fall sports seasons. And it started with the Big Ten, which we're not surprised about because we had heard over the weekend that the presidents from the Big Ten had met and pretty much all come to the conclusion that they did not want to play fall sports. And then we saw the movements from the players. We want to play. We heard from several Big Ten coaches, including Scott Frost and Ryan Day. And we're all thinking, well, maybe they at least postponed the decision maybe give it a little bit more time. And then today, uh, here goes the dominoes, Joshua. Yeah, I mean, in reality, the situation too is as disappointed as we all are. I just don't know. You know, you postpone it and you kick the can down the road. We've been doing that this whole time. So, right. you know, for, for the decision that we got today, you felt like it was almost inevitable based off the, the, the personality of the Big Ten Conference and the presidents and chancellors of these universities. It, it absolutely made sense. Now, I'm as disappointed as anybody uh, for a number of reasons. Number one, I was just fired up to watch some football. I felt like 
Uh, my alma mater had a legitimate chance of be, becoming national champions this year. Yeah. I have a job now that I don't like reality situation is we can sit here and speculate like how highly capitalized are some of these TV networks or some of these jobs going to exist uh, when we get True. through this thing to the spring. Um, I'm very hopeful that they will. But the reality of the situation is this changes a lot of things. And, and I'm talking about from my personal life, throw yourself into the life of a player right now where yeah. you fought your ass off. Yep. From spring practice that got canceled to get back on campus in May and you were just grinding and working and, and sweating and you started, you opened up training camp and now you get to a point where they're telling you you can't play this fall and your first game was supposed to be less than a month away. It's, it is as unique of a situation as I have ever seen. And now what we hope is that there is a lesson learned from this because we, we keep seeing some of these statements uh, and we hope that there are increased enhanced protocols and we hope that there's this for the spring and we hope that there's that. Hope is not a strategy. Hope no. is not a game plan. And so I, I think we need to stop hoping and sitting back and, and anticipating what's going to happen. And we need some legitimate action. And that's been uh, something that we've been lacking severely uh, down from a federal government level all the way down to uh, local municipalities throughout higher education and everywhere in between. Um, this should be a wake-up call to America because I know a lot of people are invested in college sports that um, things that we have been doing up to this point aren't exactly working. So we either got to figure it out or we might be bypassing spring up until next fall and who knows then. Well, and that's the thing that I think, I know we don't want to even go there yet, but we have to start considering to these other sports that are not in the fall are going to start to be affected because you already saw the Pac-12. They're canceling all sports until 2020, right? So they're not even going to start playing basketball until 2021, um, which is is already a statement right there. And I, I mean, I just, it, it's only a couple months away in terms of college basketball, and they haven't even started to come up with a plan because we're still trying to figure out football. I just think that you said the word hope, and I think all of us need hope in this 2020 year. But at the same time, is, is false hope just, I guess, a harsh word to use, but I feel like in terms of what we're holding on to for the rest of the college football season, in a way, is false hope from these other conferences who say they're still giving it some time. My question to you, Joshua, is what's different from what the SEC can do that the Big Ten couldn't do, or is it just a matter of we don't want to go out or we want to go out on our own terms? Yeah, it's it's really unique answering that question. I think for the Big Ten, they started talking about this um, myocarditis or whatever it is. I'm not a doctor. I yeah, can't the pronounce heart. those big words. But the, the heart, heart condition. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And and I think it, there was a report out there that's been confirmed that 10 players across the Big Ten Conference have been diagnosed with this condition. And yeah. um, it's it's not unique to the coronavirus, but it's definitely more prevalent than if somebody had the flu. Like, we we don't really hear about this. And there have been a couple of athletes prominently in the past that have died because of this condition. And so right. I think part of it is that the existence of that data to the Big Ten Conference. I also think part of it for the Big Ten is you talk about liability that comes along with it. That scares you. But the fact that players are organizing, it, it puts you in a little bit of a compromised position where you're used to having so much leverage as a conference and as leadership. So that's part of the deal. The other part of it to me is I feel like what's going on with the ACC and the SEC is a lot of performance. And what I mean by that 
is Sankey's out here saying out of one side of his mouth that we are going to do everything that we can and we're going to wait until the last moment and we're going to exhaust all options. On the flip side, he keeps saying, I have no idea if we're going to play. So it's not like he's he's at a point where it's like, we can play, we can play, we can play, but if anything changes, we'll pull the plug. He's literally saying, I don't see a way that we can play, but I'm just going to wait it out until the last moment where we have to make the call. So everybody feels good about it. And the SEC has great leadership and they're strong. And, you know, they, they have, you know, whatever it is, everybody's all fired up and rah, rah, and this, that, and the third. It's all performance because he's literally telling you that if it were to start today, probably would pull the plug. I don't know if we can play. That means we can't play. Because yeah. if you knew we, they could play, he would say, I think we can play. And I'm getting so fired up about it. But uh, it's it's no. such a unique position. Um, mm-hmm. Big 10, you know, now kind of looks weak. People don't like the leadership of Kevin Warren, which I think is really unfair because this is a hard call to make. And it wasn't just him. It's university presidents that are involved. But there is no difference in my mind than Warren pulling the plug right now and the SEC waiting until mid-September to say they can't do it. It's no. it's just it's probably not feasible, and they're holding out hope just to try to see if there's a way that it is. Well, let me make something clear. I saw a tweet that said Kevin Warren. I think it was by Bobby Carpenter that Kevin Warren was the weakest conference. Yeah, I was like, hello, no, that's Larry Scott. Yeah, by a mile. Yeah, because the Pac-12 has done nothing but follow in the footsteps, and I'm not saying you know following them in the decisions they're making the Big Ten I'm talking about, they're following just the Big Ten just because they don't want to go out and do it on their own. And you want to know why I say this, Joshua? Because I had a source come to me on Sunday night and say, I have some information, Kayla. It is not looking good. The Pac-12 has pretty much come to a decision that they're canceling football. Uh, This hasn't even dropped yet, but supposedly they're dropping some programs. Sure. Okay? Absolutely. They might even be possibly dropping – their women's soccer team that made it to the final four. Okay. Last year. So this is some, this is some serious stuff. And so when, when he told me this, I was like, okay, well, this is not good. I mean, this is clearly they've, they've come up with this decision, but it wasn't going to be until Tuesday till they announced it. Why? Because they wanted to follow the big 10 because they're afraid to go out. Sorry, the Pac-12, you already have mud all over your face. Sure. You're a, you're a laughing stock of the Power Five conferences. 100%. And, okay. And, and to that point, I'm going to jump in on this too. The Pac-12 is, they're absolutely cowardly in the way that they did it. You're right. They waited until the Big Ten made their decision just a few hours later. They're out here saying, oh, we're going to do the same thing. It might not even been a few hours. It might have been just it an wasn't. hour and a half or so. It, it, yeah, it was like an hour. But, but if you're the Pac-12, here's the other thing. You you have states where people can't even gather. Yeah. They they can't start practice yet. You you had the easiest excuse to pull the plug. Yep. Hey, we got to follow these guidelines. You can't even stand behind that. You had to nope. stand behind another conference doing it first. And and this is where we're getting. I feel like a lot of what's going on is is performance. I said that. The other thing is there's a lot of signaling going on as well to where people are grounded in some of their beliefs, whether that is politically or otherwise that I think it's guiding some of how they are handling these situations. I think the South has been very, we're going to do everything that we can because we've seen in the South, how States didn't want to close and how they opened up right away and all this other stuff. And it's not to point fingers, but the reality of the situation is like, it's all reflective. I'm getting fired up, but it's it's, time to be pissed off. This is, it is, it's, it's time to be (laughs) mad about this. It's, 
you know, everybody has a right to their individual opinions in this situation. We all are in different parts of the country. Uh, we're all experiencing this, you know, in different ways. But when I when I think about this, and I was just sitting watching some uh, Columbus Blue Jackets hockey today and tweeting out, watching tweets come come down, and I, you know, I could just not help but think about these players who are not going to get to play this season. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we can all be mad and fired up as much as we want, but when it comes down to it, these players. Like, I can't imagine what's going through their, their mind right now. Yeah, it's nothing but confusion. And, and part of the issue with the way that this all went down is you see the reports coming out that uh, they just started having conversations about what a spring season would look like, um, which means that they really didn't have probably in-depth conversations about what the hell you do with the athletes once you say that they're not playing yeah. ball in the fall. And that's probably one of the most disappointing things is like, this is supposed to be it's 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 about the athletes it's supposed to be about the athletes but i think politics and i think money really got in the way of some of these decisions and in the timelines and, and how it was handled to the point where now the athletes are sitting here looking back talking about what the hell am i supposed to do that is an absolute shame that is well we'll get to a little bit more about those student athletes and what they'll be doing now and we'll also talk a little bit about the chances of them playing in spring. But first, have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It is the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things that you'd never expect to win at a price you'd never believe. They have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, a home decor, even cars. And here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and then goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer on your item or it is yours. So here's the thing. If you go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon signing up on top of their other discounts. Go to deal-dot.com and use the offer code PASS or deal-dot.fm PASS. That's deal-dot.fm PASS. So I was talking about the, you know, the fact that these players now in the Big Ten and the Pac-12, like what do they do now, right? I mean, they've been preparing, they've been getting in shape, getting ready for the season. Now it's called off. A lot of them that we've heard from on Twitter and social media platforms are like, we don't want to go home. To, to us, going home is way more dangerous. Sure. We, we're used to having these, these strict things to follow by during the season. And, you know, the safety and protocols within these universities with their programs have been good for the most part. I mean, they have doctors around, they're having testing going on. They're not going to have that if they're sent home. So, what I did see, from Ohio State in their statement is that all athletes, this is all athletes, not just football, remain on scholarship. COVID testing and protocols will continue. They will have access to team facilities, medical training, nutrition, tutoring, and perhaps the most importantly, comprehensive mental health services, which is sure. extremely important with not only what kind of year it's been, but now they have this that they have to deal with. Yeah, no, I think it's big and um, I, I guess I'll comment on this too. Like that became a big rallying point or talking point for a lot of coaches and players and, and also people outside of football, maybe in the media and otherwise who wanted to see football being played 
you know, their thing was, well, these guys are safer on campus. And I didn't want to jump in. I, I finally jumped in today and said it. But whoever thought that these guys, like the season was over and they were just going to leave campus like they weren't enrolled in classes. I, first off, I think that was actually kind of telling. You know, it, it tells on some of these coaches that, you know, the, yeah. the 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 train of thought is like, well, if they're not on campus playing ball, we might as well send their ass home. Nobody, they are enrolled in university. And it's the same thing with media people and fans. So the reality of the situation is they were always going to be um, enrolled in classes on campus. The good thing to see here now is that um, all the services are going to be available to them, which they should be. It's not their fault that no. the season isn't being played. So they need to be taking care of an exam. And especially now that they, they actually do have to be on campus and they can't do any type of, you know, distance learning or, or whatever that may be. So I'm, I'm all here for it. And, and like you said, I think it's going to be more than just uh, student athletes that need to probably get some mental health counseling, but that's a huge deal. Uh, yeah. When you're so used to living your life a certain way and that thing is taken away from you abruptly without uh, you having any type of say in it, it, it takes a toll on you mentally. And so for these yeah. players, they're going to need an outlet and they're going to need somebody to talk to them and counsel them and make sure um, that they're, you know, that their, their minds are right, which is really important. It is. And it, it's something that none of us have ever dealt with, but this is, you know, this is what they, a lot of these guys go to do in college and now they don't get to do it. So there's got to be outlets for them to, to be able to share their thoughts and stuff. And, and I hope that it's not just, you know, here and there, cause all these schools are going to have the right to make their own decision on what they're going to do with these athletes. So I don't want to hear any of these programs saying, you know, we have to send our, our guys home. Um, and that's the only option. I hope they're giving everyone an option because if they're yeah. not, it's just, that's just wrong. In my opinion, yeah. uh, you had mentioned because part of the statements that came out from the big 10 and the PAC 12 was that they're going to attempt to play in the spring. Okay. To me, when I read that, I was like, why even put that as any part of your statement? Yeah. Because if, like, to me, like, why are we even talking about possibly playing in spring? Like, why? Don't even bring the word possibly up or yeah, attempt at this point. And like, Joshua, to me, that's not going to work. Not for football. It's not going to work. Yeah. And it's such careful language, too. We're going to attempt. Yeah. Because, because they know that the reality of the situation is there might not be the, the testing that they're looking for that's available in the spring. We might not know. Um, as much about the virus in the spring as we anticipate that we may know. And so that right there is even kind of a cop-out so early on. And then, I mean, we're talking about the virus. In context, there are other issues There's to time. playing in the spring. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think it makes sense from roster standpoint, from player safety and health standpoint, playing two seasons in one year, all that other stuff that's going on. So um, it, I, I personally, I think it would have been a little bit stronger for some of these leaders to say you know what we ain't even talking about spring right now like yep. let's just go all in on fall 2021 and make that happen and go off uh, and be the best season we've ever had yeah no I agree I mean I'm just the words attempt and possibly I, I don't want to hear them anymore if, if something's either. not going to happen then it's then it needs to be said because at this point again I'm going to bring up the two words false hope again yep. uh, we need hope we don't need false hope so that's just something to uh, think about. Don't get yourself out there too excited for 
things happening in spring because right now I don't see at least football happening. Okay, well, Sundays, uh, they are coming back in the NFL. And with NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon uh, on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV, Fantasy Zone channels, Never miss your favorite teams and, of course, your favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use that promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use that promo code BLUEWIRE. So before we wrap things up, we still have a little more to talk about. Just ideas, throwing and out there, throwing some out there just to talk about something, just to get get things riled up here. So I read a tweet from um, Jeff Darlington, who works for ESPN. He's a NFL reporter there. And he put out a tweet today that said, if I am the rock, uh, which we know the rock has purchased the XFL, if you do not know that, I'm watching very closely to see what happens with the NCAA. The canceled season creates the biggest vacuum for an NFL farm league that we've ever seen. Get a six to eight team XFL bubble recruit juniors and seniors, give some unprecedented access to NFL scouts. What are your thoughts, Joshua? I mean, I'm here for it. Uh, you know, it'd be nice to be <laughs> able to, to, to watch some football, get these guys a little bit of damn money in their pockets too. I think oh, after all they've been through, they deserve it. And then um, the opportunity to showcase uh, is big. And, you know, these, for some players, like if you're Justin Fields, if you're Trevor Lawrence, it really doesn't matter if you play like you're chasing championships and you're chasing Heismans at that point because you're two of the best players in college football. My senior year was very valuable to me because yeah. I was able to go out there and I made 100-plus tackles and I got my sack numbers up and yeah. I showed teams that I could move in space and cover all the things that they wanted to see. A lot of guys have to do that, have to do that. So this would be really cool. I have <laughs> no confidence that anything fun happens this fall. I'm just going to crawl into bed for the fall with a bottle of bourbon and hibernate. I'll see you guys in the damn spring. <laughs> He'll Joshua will have like a beard down to his belly. Like we're going, what? Who I can't even this? grow. I can't even grow a beard that big though. That's the crazy part about it. Like I, I can't even be miserable the right way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, maybe that won't happen. Uh, we'll, we'll check in with Joshua in like eight months from now. <laughs> See, see how his mind is doing. No, I mean, I, I do appreciate the fact that some people are just trying to create some sort of fantasy ideas. I Like you said, it's probably likely not going to happen. But I will say this with these bubbles, anything that has happened in a bubble in terms of sports coming back has been wildly successful, mm -hmm. okay? From MLS after they got through their initial, you know, people getting there. NHL has not had one positive case and the NBA have all been successful. So I will say this, if you can figure out a way to get certain guys and you wouldn't, like you said, six to eight teams, you know, you have a certain amount of players and you have this bubble somewhere in a place where you can kind of contain everything. It could work, but the rock, and I believe in the rock. I love the rock. I love me some rock. He could do it, but it would take a lot of work. And I think that's the thing that we're, we're seeing with, these uh, conferences and different leagues is time is just not on anyone's side, right? No, no, absolutely not. Time just goes by in the blink of an eye. And by the time you get done with a month's worth of meetings, talking about all this stuff, then it's like things come up and you've got to backtrack and it, it's just, 
time in 2020 is not even a thing to me. So that's always yeah. the issue in my eyes, you know? No, it's uh, 2020 can go to hell. That's all I got to say about it. It can. We're, we're done with it, Joshua. Hopefully, and I don't even know, we were, I was thinking about this too. I'm like, man, if we don't have college football to talk about, what in the world are we going to talk about on this podcast? I mean, we might, we might have to just start getting guests on here. You know what we're going to do? Random stories. We're going to pivot actually, because (laughs) I think, I think you are a really cool gal. I feel like I'm a pretty cool dude. We can talk fashion. We can talk lifestyle. We can talk food and beverage. Yeah. I mean, we 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 can pivot this into a lifestyle podcast and I think it would do numbers. Okay, I'm just telling you right now, folks, if you are getting sad about college football being canceled this year altogether, don't worry, because we will be with you through thick and thin. We might be doing an entertainment podcast one day. It might be our favorite recipes or our favorite drinks, but we're going to be here for you. We will be here. I like that mentality, Joshua. Well, we appreciate you guys tuning in for another episode of Press Pass. There will be much more to come in the weeks uh, as everything unfolds with this situation. So make sure to tune in every week for an updated podcast. Where can those fine people, those fine listeners go to follow you on social media platforms? Uh, You can find me being sad on Twitter at RIP underscore JEP Instagram, the same place, uh, the same handle, excuse me, at RIP underscore JEP. Cheer me up, people, because I'm a new Yeah. Send him some nice, encouraging messages or just start like a string of arguments with him because that makes yeah. me feel better too. I was say, you can tell me to go to hell too. I, I'll get fired up over that as well. So it's all good. Yeah. Okay. You guys can follow me uh, at Kayla Anderson TV on Twitter and Instagram. You can also go to at PressPassBot on Instagram. We let you know when our latest episodes are out. Well, I know it wasn't like the most encouraging podcast, but at least we were able to get some anger out some opinions out and hopefully you guys enjoy listening so we will be back here around the same time next week you guys take care have a good week and smile for me okay before you go just know that sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events major league baseball is back in action and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners bet online check out all odds futures and props to bet on all available 24 7 and with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George and Harold Reynolds to see what they had to say about playing without any fans. It's a series they're calling Pandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sporting news. Remember to use that promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE, BetOnline, your online waging experts.